This is the Fool the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. The Colts dropped the preseason opener 27-24 to the Bills. And guys, I feel exactly the same right now as I did up 24-10. Up 24-10 if we win this game by two touchdowns, lose this game by three points. I just wanted to avoid overtime at the end of this game. It's not about the final result. It's about evaluating young guys trying to make this roster, seeing what you have out of your rookies and your undrafted free agents, and specifically this game, going up against Bill's backups, how our offense gelled, and they did not gel. The starting offense had five drives, two first downs, put up three points off a turnover, did not look great. The defense, on the other hand, did what they're supposed to do against Case Keenum, forced in turnovers, a bunch of takeaways. In this game, Gus Bradley's first game coaching this defense. So the defense looked good. No complaints there. That first drive, they were letting Case Keenum take him down the field, but it results in a turnover. And we've seen that bend don't break in the past with Eberflus. We saw it today a little bit against Case Keenum, who we know well. He played for the Texans, been in the division before. But that's what you're supposed to do against backups. And my big takeaway offensively is we did not gel against the backup Bills defense. And the Bills are a good football team. If this was one quarter against their starters, it would be a different story. But you're going up against backups, and you have a majority of your starters out there offensively. Vanilla playbook, I get that. But you're going up against backups. You need to look better. You got to put – I think you got to put the ball in the end zone at least one time with your stars and Matt Ryan out there. Ryan had one nice pass to Naheem Hines, got the ball out of his hands quick. I expect to see more of that as he gets more comfortable in this offense. We get other guys back. We get Jonathan Taylor in there, and we go into the regular season. But we talked about it in the game preview, Jason. We haven't won since 2013. We need to play better football week one, and that starts in the preseason. So although the result of the preseason game means absolutely nothing, we need to see more out of our starters in the preseason to get the rust out, get the kinks out. So when you go into the regular season, you're ready to play because we've seen week one games keep us out of the playoffs or hold us back from winning the division in recent past. So we need to see that now. So it translates to week one. So the result means nothing, but to see them like that against second string and third string defensive players for the bills, wasn't a great look coming out of training camp, going into the first preseason game. Not at all. I thought they were sloppy uh, penalties. Um, you know, they got pressured a little bit. The wide receivers didn't do anything really outside of, of Pittman. Pierce had a couple catches. Um, yeah, they got to get better. wasn't impressive, but, you know, it's a whole new, you know, it's a new collection of guys. Uh, I'm not going to jump the gun and get too crazy about it. It wasn't a great performance by any stretch. Ryan was okay. Uh, again, the pillar of this offense and what it's built around is 28. He didn't play. But the concerning thing for me is you're playing against second string guys and you just had trouble. It was not a smooth performance um, and they've got to get better. I mean, obviously, I think the the inner squad or whatever you want to call it, the matchup between that with the lines this week, um, you know, going. I think it's this week that they go head to head with them in practice will help. Um, I think seeing a different color jersey and practicing with them will help. But yeah, for for a first performance with this offense, not great. But again, it's game one, and I expect them to work out the kinks. I expect Ryan to get better. I expect the line to get better. I expect everything to get better. I think that's. I think this is the baseline for everything. So, but like yeah. you said, man, you play against the second team. They didn't really have anybody in there. 
Uh, we didn't get much done. I mean, 10 yeah. points. Well, that's, Jason, honestly, that's what it boils down to. It's the fact that it was their second team guys. If they right. started their starters and we had a terrible first quarter, it's like, oh, okay, in a real game, you get three more quarters. We have two more of these before we get to when it matters against the Texans in week one. It was just, again, every time we see our star, I know every year it's a new starting quarterback. It's a lot of new players. Like, I understand that. But then also another big concern is, Last year, our offense was Jonathan Taylor. When Jonathan Taylor wasn't going or we weren't using him, we weren't doing anything offensively. No Jonathan Taylor today. And it's like, wow, this could have been the week one 2021 Colts or it could have been the week five, the week 10, the week 15. Basically, anytime you weren't utilizing Jonathan Taylor last year, this is kind of what the offense looked like. And just to go through the drives real quick. And again, it's preseason, doesn't matter that's really good that we're getting out of our system now, which I think is the positive in all this. But the starting offense, they go three and out punt to start the game. They kick a field goal on four plays off the turnover. The defense looked really good. I mean, it was Ibraflus-esque with Gus Bradley in his first game. They drove a little bit, but the drives would turn into tip balls. They would turn into forced fumbles. They would turn into turnovers. And I thought the defense was extremely active causing turnovers again you're going up against case keenum in a backup quarterback a backup yep. offense but they did what they're supposed to do and a lot of right. times at this time of year the defense is ahead of the offense but to see a second team defense ahead of our offense even for a quarter and change a quarter and a drive was a little bit disheartening although i completely expect to get this out of our system and be ready to rock week one but that three and out punt to start the four play field goal so they didn't really earn that field goal the defense set that up turnover on downs an eight play drive turnover on downs and then on downs again a five play drive I think the starting offense in those four drives were one for five or one and five on third downs that's not going to get it done that's what 20 percent on third so they got to be better there I think oh and two on fourth down I think Braden Smith had a full start Inside yep. the five-yard line, so you have a chance yep. to get seven. You have to settle for three because a starter on your offensive line, a guy who's starting for, what, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, he's been starting for quite a while now, Braden Smith, at that right tackle spot. You have a goal line formation. He jumps the gun. It's early. You're still in summer. I understand that, but these are the kinks you want to see be worked out now, and you're happy they're happening now as opposed to week one, week two, when the games start to count. Yeah, absolutely. I think you just like I said before, I think it's just a baseline. I thought I thought you saw some flashes from guys like Jelani Woods. I thought Sam Ellinger played great. Um, obviously, he's not going to play a lot, but I'm just I thought uh, he outplayed Nick Foles. Yeah. And Nick Foles was was he got, you know, threw a touchdown. Um, he, I thought but I, personally, I thought Sam Ellinger outplayed Foles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sam yeah. Ellinger, I thought, played great. I mean, and that's the thing with him. Um, and I'm not going to get into a whole Sam Ellinger podcast, but. Uh, he picks up things very quick, gets rid of the ball, athletic. Um, so he's solid. I mean, he's for a third, your third string quarterback. He's fine. Um, I thought he was really good. I thought Woods was good. Um, you know, I wanted to see more price at running back. He only had one carry, he got 10 yards. I wanted to see him carry the, the ball a little bit more, but um, wanted to see more him. I thought the defense uh, was was really, really, move, you know, get, getting after it, moving and, and uh, forcing turnovers. Uh, and that's really important. Uh, I think that's going to carry over, hopefully, from Fluce's defense to this one. Uh, the activity, the defensive line was good. I thought Isaiah Rogers, before he got hurt, which sucks, hopefully it's not too bad, 
was really, really good. Um, and their pass rush was solid. Uh, they did a good job. I mean, I, the defense for me was was flying all over the field. They were fine. Um, so that was a positive. But it was just an offensively, it was just one of those games where it was just rugged. It was a struggle from with, with the with the first two string quarterbacks, and you know the receivers really you know have to be better. Uh, they have yeah. to show more um, outside of Pitt, man. We have to have somebody take the pressure off of him. So. Uh, Woods was, or excuse me, excuse me. Uh, Pierce was okay for a first game, but outside of him, I don't think anybody had more than what two catches offensively. No, nah, and of course, a game like this, you play a lot of guys, so it's kind of right. hard to go off that. Right. But these dogs are going bonkers next door. But the starting offense, five drives, two first downs, that's one for five on third. So, like, that's that's really where I'm caught up. As far as like, not everybody's playing a full half or a full game, so right, to spread right. out the targets and the touches. But like you said, Woods went up and caught that ball in the end zone. That was a great high pointing of the ball. It's good to see that out of some of the young, some of the young tight ends. Nick Cross and you were talking him up in the pregame. He made a big play on a third and two. They ended up going for it on fourth down. They might have got it, but he made a big play on on third and two. And I thought the starting defense was really good. A lot of a lot of takeaways in this game. Of course, then when Foles comes into the game and we turn over the ball, we turn it over, we get one right back on Isaiah Rogers. Rogers looked really good. He looked like he was in midseason form there on that. Yeah. It was funny. I had a little flashback because his rookie year, he didn't play a lot. It was mostly special teams. He didn't play a lot on defense, but he played pretty good in the playoff game against Buffalo. And we didn't do a lot of things well in that game against Buffalo in the playoffs, but he made a couple of plays, one that didn't count or got overturned or something where yeah. he picked off Allen in, in the, the end zone. zone. Yeah. And yeah. that was kind of – I had a little flashback to that because the way his back was turned, he made a good play on the ball there. So we got the ball right back, and then they had the strip sack, scoop and score. And at that point, I think we had four takeaways. They had two, but they scooped one and took it to the house. So that was the right. difference early. We do take that lead, but again, this is preseason. By the time you get to that fourth quarter comeback, almost nobody on the field is going to make either team. So like, what are you really playing for? I'm just hoping it doesn't go to overtime. I was like, I just want to go record this podcast with Jason and get this over with. So, yeah, I mean, the, the preseason is never, but for me is never, aside no. from, you know, Rick Venturi, obviously it's very important to him since he never won in the regular season, but for us as fans, and I think the team, it's really not about wins and losses. It's about, evaluating your own talent and yep. I thought like you pointed out Nick Cross was flying all over the field I thought Rodney McLeod played well um you know they 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 played well the defensive line was fine EJ Speed played well um yeah. I thought they did a, big a good hit. job you know the defense yeah big hit big hit and um they left so, him in a while too for a guy who might have to start week one they left him in almost the entire first half right I think they just want him to get those in-game reps he hasn't yeah. had a lot Arizona um, a few game or a few times last year when when Darius got nicked up for a drive or two, I think they wanted to get him a little bit more playing time just to have him prepared in this defense if he does have to play. But he was fun. I mean, I, I love I love EJ Speed. I think if he doesn't start here, I think he's a starter somewhere um, after his contract runs out. I think he's a very going to be a very good player. Um, so with the I was happy with the defense. The special teams were missing. I mean. Whoever uh, – I can't remember his name, but the guy we have that's um, – and I'm not going to get into kicking too much, you know, but uh, you can't you can't miss extra points. I, I, so the guy we brought in for Blankenship's uh, 
you know, competition I, I didn't think was very impressive. Yeah. Um, what about so, the punter for Buffalo? That kid. I mean, that Jesus, 82 yards. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the only thing I've ever seen like that was uh, I think Randall Cunningham, a quarterback one time, punted at 91 yards in Buffalo. It was in Buffalo, I think, too. Jeez. Or maybe it was in New York at the at old Giant Stadium. That's the only thing I've seen close to that. That was crazy. But um, I really think the biggest thing for this team is just – you know, this next week of practice getting after it against the Lions. Those when you match up and you have those, you have to take advantage of those type of practices when you're matching up with other teams, um, because they're more intense. You're going against other teams and, and you want to get your camaraderie built, but also have your timing down and all that. And I think, like I said, I've said mm -hmm. it, this will be the third time. This has to be the baseline performance. It can't get any worse than this. Well, that's yeah, and that's the beauty of it, Jason, because these concerns we have are things we've been concerned about post week one losses the last couple of years. Right. Like that first, that first year with that one year with Phillip rivers, we were basically watching today's offense, even though we actually in got off to a pretty good start in that game. And then we just fell apart, but right. we were doing this after a week one loss to a bad football team. Last year, we were having this conversation after a week one loss. Yeah. So to have it now is fine. We're just saying, Hey, we saw that early season Colt team, but we're playing in the preseason. We have two more. They said on the broadcast, I was watching the bills broadcast for whatever reason, that was what I got on my stream. And they said last year in the third game, Josh Allen played a full first half. And that was the third game, which is the new fourth game because right. there's only three. So I was thinking, all right, if we see a little bit of Ryan again next week and then we see the starting offense, maybe the first, and I don't need to see the running backs. No Taylor today's no. good. I don't need to see Hines. I no. just need to, because those guys, that position is grueling enough on the body. I right. do not need Taylor to take a single snap. He's in mid-season form 12 months out of the year. I just don't need to see it. Hines too. Hines has been very durable for a smaller guy and he had a couple nice plays today. I just don't need to see it. If it takes a week for Matt Ryan to get his timing down with Hines or whatever. That's fine. I'll, right. I'll take that sacrifice, but other things like the offensive line, Ryan getting the ball out to the receivers, receivers creating separate, just all the other things I need to start seeing now. Like we need to see this now because we've seen it week one in the past. So although it's frustrating to see primarily also because we're playing a backup defense, yeah, that's the big We're not thing. Playing, if we played the Bills starters, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. We've played the backup, so I'm taking a right. little bit more serious than I thought I would. But again, this is when you want to have that performance. Next week, I would like to see us take a step forward against Detroit. Third preseason game. Who's that? Cincinnati? I think it's Minnesota. It's usually Cincinnati. They scratch that now, I guess. Uh, maybe, I, 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 maybe. Whoever it is. Third game. Who, it doesn't even take another step. And then right. week one, we all know that's. Uh, Houston and we have to see the progression because when you get to that game it counts and the last yeah. two years you could make an argument we didn't win the division two years ago in 2020 because of week one if you beat Jacksonville the one in 15 Jags that one win against us if you beat them you win the division last year if you win week one you make the playoffs because we missed the play you could also win week 18 you could win week 17 there's other weeks you could win but Week one could be one just like week 18 could have been one. So, again, these are games that could come back to bite you. And I, this year, it's another divisional game week one. So, it's very important 
that you come out and you beat a bad football team or a team that is right now on paper supposed to be and projected to be bad, it's important that you go out there and beat them week one. So it's good that we saw the starters, and then next week we need to see them take a step, another step, week one be ready to rock. The defense looked like they might be ready. Going against Case Keenum, backup quarterback, a lot of backups on that offense today for the Bills, but at least they did what they're supposed to do. The offense did not do what they're supposed to do, and that's reason for concern, but it's concern in a consolation game. I'd much rather be concerned in a consolation game than 0-1 and already a game behind the Titans chasing what we've been chasing since, what, 2014 now, Jason, where we haven't won the division? So, yeah. Week one's important. And I'm not going to just sit here and say, ah, it's just one game, it's just week one. I'm... I really want to get off to this 2-0 start. That we have Kansas City and some good teams coming up. I really want to nail down week one, which we haven't done since 2013. And I want to nail down at Jacksonville, which we haven't done since 2014. 13-14 with those two things. They're not good football teams. We have to go out and we have to win those games. And it starts now because now you have to get these reps. You have to get the bad football out of your system. And you have to be ready to rock week one. Yeah, I mean, for, for as critical as we're being of the offense, I'll say this. It's a 24-3 game if we don't turn the ball over as far as the the, the, the scoop and score, right? It was 24-10. Mm-hmm. We had the lead. It was really 24-3, right? No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, we could have won the game 100 nothing. The starting no, no, offense I, in their quarter did literally scored no points in five drives because their right. field goal was no, you're, no, you're right. The offense was terrible. Um, yeah. There's no getting – especially the, the – Yeah. But, oh, but, it, like, if we want to be positive, the defense was flying to making plays. But they're supposed to. So I don't even really want to talk too much about how good they looked. And they looked very good. They were getting tips and they were getting in the backfield and they were making plays and they were forcing fumbles. And basically everything guess- they did the last couple of years, the good was – translated till today but it's just like we need to see the offense click going into week one so i guess we're my just, point... I'm basically we're just pointing it out and right. i think they're going to go into week one i think they're going to be fine i expect to win weeks one and two although i know you're yeah. going to pick against them week two of course until they prove it to me that they can <laughs> win but um and i think hopefully this is the year but we don't know um but no what i was going to say was my point about bringing up the, the score was the good thing about this team, I think, and and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but I think that the, the positive is you saw that this defense can can hold down the fort till the offense gets it together. They didn't get it together in the five drives that they had, but I, I do think that this is gonna this could very, very easily be a top five defense. They have so Come much in. talent. And I I just I think going forward during the regular season I think there's going to be games where offense isn't great and I think the defense will be good enough to hold the fort until the offense gets it together but I do think the O-line there's no excuse for for some of the things that they had happen and the receivers have to play better I mean they have to get open um and if they can't that's something to to be concerned about period Jason more of like a long-term concern because the offensive line a majority of these guys have been here they've been here for years and we've seen them play at extremely high levels I know Anthony Costanza retiring was never completely repaired we haven't filled that spot to the to our liking yet but four of those guys have been here on very good offensive lines and we expect guys like whether it be prior whoever it might be 
to step up. And we expect the offensive line to eventually click, bearing any injuries and seeing some big guys go down on the offensive line. The receiver position is a position of concern because there's not a lot of experience there. Paris Campbell, again, has to prove he could stay healthy. Pittman, we have all the faith in the world in, but you're not going to be a receiving core of one man. So other guys are going to have to step up. That is a serious concern. That was a concern before today. That was a concern throughout the offseason. I'm not saying we should have brought T.Y. back because I don't know what he has left, if anything, in the tank. But there were other options throughout the offseason. It kind of felt a little bit neglected until the draft. And I think Pierce is going to be a good player one day. This I don't know when it's going to be. I think he's going to be a good player eventually. But to rely on all these unproven young guys that don't have any – proof of concept which is the term I usually fall back on in the league they have improved they've been able to do it in this league and to have what you feel like could be a Super Bowl quarterback and a team that's ready to make a run in December January going into maybe playing February football and getting to a Super Bowl the receiving core on paper is nowhere close to that which is a huge reason for concern but one last thing I'll say about the offense This offense has run through and on the shoulders of Jonathan Taylor. So when he's not out there, it's going to be a different look offense, which is another reason why I'm so critical today, because I want to judge this offense without that one player. Like we were talking about it, Jason, in baseball, like the Yankees, what are they without Aaron Judge? Like when one guy carries so much and then you see that without that one guy, I think you get a little bit more of the full picture and this offense if if god forbid this offense had to go a couple of weeks a month or a full season without jonathan taylor it'd be a totally different football team last year we won a lot of games by forcing turnovers like we saw today and then jonathan taylor carrying the offense now with the upgrade with matt ryan at quarterback i don't think It'll be as important for him as Ryan gets comfortable and the offense gets clicking and moving as the season goes on. But as far as last year's offense, they needed Jonathan Taylor. I really don't want this year's offense to be as dependent and reliant on Taylor as last year's team was. So only time will tell as the season gets rocking and rolling in September. But today we got a glimpse of them without Taylor for at least a quarter, a quarter and a drive. And again, just just concerning, but you want to get it over and done with now and you want to move into September with all the cogs and everything clicking. So, yeah. And one other thing I would say just to keep it in perspective is we know how great Frank Reich is, excuse me, at scheming up things. He doesn't do that for these. Oh, of course. Yeah, you can't vanilla. It's as vanilla as it gets. So I will say that, obviously, in a regular season game, you're going to see a lot of different things that you didn't see in this game. But still, when it's just one-on-one and you're basically running your base staple plays and you're, you know, just basic, basic offense and and you struggle that much, it's obviously a concern. But, again, it's one game. It's preseason. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter as far as the record goes. But you got to see from week one to week two, there's got to be – a massive improvement. Much, no doubt. And Jason, versus... I meant to open up, honestly, in my opening monologue, I meant to mention this is a vanilla playbook you're running in the right. preseason, but that's also twofold. And the counterpoint could be, yeah, but the Bills, first off, the Bills have their backup right. defense, which is, again, right. the big thing because 
if we were going up against the starting Bills defense and we came out and we only had one quarter, it's like, okay, in a real game, you could have a bad first quarter. You could put up 35 points. Like, you don't right. know what you're going to do those next three quarters. So if the Bills had their starting offense, uh, starting defense out there, I would have cut us a little bit more slack. Plus, you're going up against legitimate NFL starters and a team that's been to the playoffs the last couple of years and is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But right. you had a backup Bills defense and – they're running their vanilla playbook too. They're not throwing every blitz package at you. So they're keeping a lot in their back pocket. We're keeping a lot in our back pocket. And it just seemed like one-on-one, we weren't creating separation. One-on-one, we weren't holding our own on the offensive line. Penalties, the yeah. Brady Smith inside the five-yard line. So just a lot. And people are going to get on us saying we're being too negative about a preseason game. We're the first ones to say throughout the score, we could have won this game 24-10. This has nothing to do with the final score. Right. This game for me was over essentially after the first drive of the second quarter. I was going into the game, I really thought I was going to be looking at backups and the rookies and depth on this roster, but then the Bills ended up basically benching all their starters. The offense came out as sluggish as they did. And then I kind of got sidetracked because I had flashbacks, a little bit of PTSD to how this offense has been the last couple of years in week one. And I understand again, new quarterback pretty much every year, but it's just a preseason game. Score means nothing. I would have liked to have seen more against a backup defense from the bills, but it is what it is. Next week you go against the lions. You have a good week of practice against the lions first and foremost, where you get to see those live bullets in practice, you get to go up against another uniform, and then you go and you play them in the preseason next week. So next week I expect to see a step. Which is yeah, really- and you know, just to wrap up my feelings on the game, I, I think obviously Matt Ryan's going to get better. The O line's going to gel. Mm-hmm. You know, then you throw Jonathan Taylor in the mix. My only real concern is our wide receivers outside of Pitt. That's something I think Ballard needs to look at. I don't know if there's a lot out there. Obviously, T.Y. is an easy sign. Uh, there, I know Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are out there, and OD and, and, and Beckham is out there, but he won't be ready, I don't think, until October or November. So I don't know if you kick the tires on those, any of those guys, but that's, that's the one concern I have. The defense was fine. It's going to get better every week. Um, so I'm not overly concerned yet because we have a veteran team. Um, it was a concerning – game in the sense that the execution was not good and we didn't do anything we really didn't do anything offensively with the first team um that's concerning but it's for me matt ryan is matt ryan the o-line will be the o-line um can they you know tweak a couple things sure you get 28 back and you know when we get the regular season and the game doesn't count yeah the game which is the beauty of it because in the regular season you could have all your starters you could be going against whoever it might be in the league. You could have a terrible game. You could get shut out. And the next week you could play a better team with a better defense and you could score 35 points. This league right. works like that. So even the whole getting it out of your system thing, it doesn't even always translate to the next week or the next month because right. we saw last year. Could we have played better against the Patriots and the Cardinals going down the stretch against the Raiders and the freaking Jaguars the last week of the season, we couldn't have been playing better football. And then, right. boom, it's like we hit a brick wall the last two weeks. The Raiders were a playoff team, but then again, you have Jacksonville. So it doesn't really matter if Jacksonville's week one and we play our guys, or we don't play our guys in the preseason, or if Jacksonville's week 18 and we're coming off a full slate of games, 
before we see the Jaguars. Like it just sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just have to right. be ready to play football when you have to play football. And we've just not been right in the right spot sometimes the last couple of years. And one more thing I want to say, the Manscaped, guys, I didn't even know. The promo doesn't go into effect until August 15th. So today is the 13th. Oh, I'm going to upload this tomorrow on the 14th. Then Monday, go to manscaped.com, 15 or 20% off at manscaped.com, plus free shipping and handling. But that is Monday, so don't order yet. If you tried to order last week and the promo code CULTURE, C-O-L-T-U-R-E, didn't work, it was my fault. I wasn't supposed to start promoting on the last one. Me and Jason weren't supposed to, but we were just so excited because the product's so damn good. But oh, next yeah. week is when we'll really get into the Manscaped stuff. And I thank our friends at Manscaped for all the great products and everything and all their support of the podcast. Jason, last words to wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not I'm not worried. Uh, I like this team. I like this roster. Obviously, you know, some of the injuries, Isaiah Rogers is a concern to me, but the actual football, really the only concern I have, I mean, it's one game. They didn't play well. That's that's really all this is um, for me personally. Uh, the only concern I have is the wide receiver position. That's really it. I, I think they have to at least consider looking outside the organization for a guy to take some of the pressure off Pittman because yep. I'm, I'm just not super confident in, you know, the guys we have backing them up. Obviously, you got to give them a chance to play, but – you you gotta take pride because they're just gonna double pit. They're gonna put two. I mean, they're gonna take him out of the game and make somebody else beat beat up, beat them. So that is a concern to me. But again, Ballard knows what he's doing. If he believes in these guys, and he'll roll with them. But I, I wasn't super impressed with what I saw outside of the you know Pittman and Pierce. Campbell didn't really do anything. Uh, so that was that was my really my only concern. There's a lot of positives on the defense. Um, I want to see more of Price in the next game at running back. In fact, I want to see all – I want to see – I mean, if you're going to play Lindsey, you can play Lindsey. But I just want to see Price, Verdell, those yeah. – Williams, those backup guys. Yeah, I no, do not no, want to see no, Taylor no guys that are, No more Hines, no more – no Taylor at all the whole preseason. No. Just give me those backup guys because I want to see what they have. Deion Jackson, another 100%. guy. So that's, that's, that's my final thoughts on it. Hopefully in the next game we'll see more of those backup running backs because I really like them and I love Price. And hope he gets a, a little bit more of a chance to shine. No doubt. And everybody knows we're big Ballard supporters. We love Chris Ballard. We like a lot of the things he's done. But to piggyback real quick on what you said about trusting Ballard with the receiver position, it's not that I don't trust him. And a couple of these picks, like Pittman a couple of years ago, Alec Pierce in this draft, <clears throat> I really like them at the receiver positions. And even Campbell, it's not his, it's not Ballard's fault that Campbell can't stay healthy. The guy had no injuries in college. And now he can't stay healthy in the pros. So that's not Ballard's fault. It's not like he drafted a guy who couldn't stay healthy in college and now can't stay healthy in the pros. He drafted a pretty durable wide receiver that talent-wise has translated to the league. He just physically can't stay healthy in the NFL, which really isn't Ballard's fault. But we've gone into other years at certain positions with Ballard, like tackle depth. Year after year, we were asking for it and we didn't get it. Receiver, yeah. he's been a little stubborn at a couple positions. And I understand he did address it with his first pick, which was in the second round of this draft with Alex Pierce out of Cincinnati. But again, it's like, we just, did we do enough at that position? And I think I can question Ballard because we've gone into other years asking sure. him where we might've had faith that he did it. And he just didn't do enough at the receiver position. And he came up short in years past. So 
There's a couple positions. There's some positions that he crosses his T's and dots his I's every single year. And then there's a couple positions that he hasn't been able to do that at. And I would say the number one position has been wide receiver. He's had a couple big misses in the draft at that position. We talked about some of the guys that we like, but then there's been some other years. 2018, the whole draft was pretty much phenomenal, but he missed on the two receivers in Fallon and Kane. So he has missed at that one position specifically. It's not been a strong suit for him. But to wrap this up, Lions this week, we have that inner squad practice. We're going to see them all week in practice. And then I expect our starters to go out and have a much better performance next week. Jason and I will be on the podcast. We'll do the game preview sometime prior around Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So guys, keep it locked right here on the Fourth the Culture Podcast. <laughs>